Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, it's going to be a good show today. We're going to talk everything about WAL 405 predictions. We're also going to get Justin Bishop on the line. Um, we're going to have a new segment in there today as well, covering some training tips and table time. So, uh, John Brzezink, how are you? Good, Ryan. How are you doing today? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, looking forward to this show because WAL 405 is coming up very quickly and there's some very, very interesting matches on the cards. Um, of course, the big match, but there's so many other matches that we've got to talk about first and foremost. Um, are you good to just jump straight into WL405? Let's do it. Awesome. Okay, so first match on the cards um, that we'll talk about, we've got uh, from out of Mexico, we've got Alan Guerra up against uh, Mike Celiaris. Um, Mike, we've of course seen in, in a bunch of matches recently. Um, he just beat Joel Hudek. He's uh, had matches with Frode Hoagland. And this is Alan Guerra's debut um, coming into the day, WAL this year, how, how do you how do you see this match going? Well, like I said, I, uh, international puller, Mexico is great to see him here. Um, don't really know too much about him uh, specifically. I know they've got a very strong team um, down in Mexico, um, so it just depends on who he's pulling with. And um, I mean, obviously, Mike can pull with anybody in the world. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I really... <laughs> Alan, Alan, Alan Guerra, from my research on him, uh, he, he looks to me like somebody who's about the sort of Quinlan Mendes level. He's had good battles with Quinlan Mendes. He's, um, I've seen him most recently even up against uh, Zolowev in two, late 2017. I mean, Zolowev contained right. him, but he made Zolowev have to think about what he was doing, and, and, and he put a good amount of threat into Zolowev's hands. So he's got a decent top roll on him, I think. Okay, well, that's going to be the most important part. I mean, I don't know, you know, it doesn't matter how strong the guy is. Um, if he doesn't possess the hand strength to deal with Mike Celiaris, he's, he's going to be in trouble. He's going to be pulling out of position badly. So, um, yeah, yeah no, if he's, if, he's, if he's equipped to, you know, deal with a good, strong hand and can maintain position, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, anybody, anybody can, you know, do well. Mike's not, Mike's not a, you know, super, super strong guy, you know, arm, arm wise. I mean, he can, he can hold his own, but, um, he's definitely beatable. You just have to get through that hand. Yeah. And I think that for, for me, this match, um, what, what I, what I haven't seen in Alan's game from looking at it is, is a particularly large amount of endurance. So I feel like this, Alan might be able to get a couple of wins in the early rounds, but I feel like if Mike gets a stop in the straps, um, that it's going to be Mike's game in the end. So, I feel like it, it, this could be a, a good scoreline. We might see a 3-2 in this one, and uh, I have to I have to lean towards Mike because of that endurance factor overall. All right. No, it's it, and like I said again, it's great to see uh, the international puller starting to pull in the WL. They're starting to bring them up, bring them in, and you know, it, it's great. But I mean, yeah, don't have much experience uh, watching them pull, so it's it brings a new excitement to the game, right? Because yeah, absolutely. Guys, yeah. Our guys, the other guys that most of our guys never ever see, so. Yeah, another international match that's um, going to be happening is uh, we have Erica Bengston from Sweden up against Brazilian uh, Tatiana Faria, which is, um, I mean, again, it's a difficult one to predict because obviously neither of us have got the experience gripping them, but um, they've both pulled WAL before. They've both finished sort of uh, close to the top in the in the previous season. So, um, right, a, another difficult one to predict. But what are you, what are your thoughts? Well, this is like soccer, Sweden against Brazil now. I mean, there's <laughs> no North American representation. Um, yeah. uh, you know, Sweden's got a powerful women's team. You know, you can't ever 
bet against Sweden's women. So um, don't know anything about the Brazilian girl, but um, yeah. So yeah. Like somebody hopefully know, knows their strengths and uh, the, the people that are setting this thing up uh, um, yeah. so far have, have picked some really great close matches. So I, I would expect the same. Yeah, well, I, I have a, I have a feeling. I have a feeling this one was put together, um, uh, maybe influenced by Neil Pickup, but uh, uh, he's. I know he's a big fan of the Swede Swede arm wrestling, and, and Tatiana. I'm doing some research on her. She did pretty well in the WAL last year. She she's pinned Michelle Dugan, um, ah. one of the, one of the videos. So, and we know Michelle is strong. So, um, right. Yeah. So. I'm gonna go well, with Tatiana. Anybody knows, and, and, uh, other than a, other than a woman, anybody you know would know it would probably be Neil. So um, I I respect yeah. his. Yeah, awesome. Um, and that next match next match on the card um, starting to get very interesting now. Mike Aiello um, up against Ian Carnegie. Who? How do you see this one going? Another awesome awesome match. Uh, don't have experience, personal experience with either one of them. Uh, uh, both are extremely strong. Neither one of them really top roll, so I would expect it to go in a hook. Uh, neither one of them really, from what I can remember, have much of a defense. So yeah. I think I think in this particular match, whoever is more confident and gets their their hook position in um, yeah. is going to win. I mean, it, Mike Mike's a beast once he gets that yeah. little bit of an angle on his arm. Uh, I, I don't ever see him pull very well from the defensive position, but uh, you know, Ian's the same way. I mean, he if he if he gets you cranked over to his side at half of the table, it's it's hard to pull him back up out of that. So um, yeah. it's going to be the, it's going to be the start, and who's got the you know the, the balls to you know and the confidence to to you know make it happen off the start. Yeah, well, Mike Aiello, he he exudes confidence. I reckon he's going to come into this match pretty confident, and Ian Carnegie's going to try his best. But I'm all on Mike Aiello on this one. I think that Mike Aiello in the last, I don't know, last 12 months just seems to be dominating. Um, I think that he, his power level is high, and I think I think he's taller than Ian as well. I think that he's going to get that angle that you described. Um, I think he's going to get that set, and I don't think Ian's going to get into this match at all. I think 3-0 Mike right. Aiello. Yeah. Right. Well, this could, this could. I mean, you like you hit it you hit right on the head. Uh, neither one of them are going to be intimidated. They're both. If things start, <laughs> you know, if growls start coming across the table, it's just going to get really, really nasty yeah. quick. So <laughs> it'll yeah. be fun for sure. Yeah. It'll be awesome. The the feature match for this card um, is before before Devin Lair versus Matt Mask is Michael Todd and Marcio Barboza, um, two two very experienced athletes, but. Uh, I personally struggle to see Marcio getting through Michael Todd. What do you reckon? Well, I mean, uh, up until the Matt Mass match, you know, I, I spoke with Todd Hutchins. Uh, you know, he trained with Marcio a little bit. And well, in fact, that's where he hurt his uh, left arm. He yep. said he's never felt Marcio stronger. And for Todd Hutchins to say that um, means a lot. Uh, obviously, Michael Todd's got that sticking point. Whether or not Marcio can figure it out, I mean, the blueprint's out there on how to do it. Um, if he can hang out, hang out on uh, Todd's hand for a while, and then f- come in with a press at the end, you know, he just he just can't do it too soon. I mean, if if he gets stuck, he's going to have to be able to back off and and, and hit and try again. Um, does, does, does I, I, think, I think it's all I think it's all up to Marcio. I mean. Yeah. You know, Michael Todd's going to do his game and stick yeah. and hold and wait and hope that the other person makes the mistake and tries to press too early or push or, 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 or worse yeah. yet, even hang out there too much. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's uh, Marcio's to lose, but didn't yeah. does, didn't. Does, uh, does, go ahead. I was going to ask, does Marcio have a press in your experience? I don't see him use it very often. Um, it, in fact, I've never really seen him use it because he's never really had to. Most of his matches, if he gains control in the hand, and you know he's got that you know outside strength, that hammer curl strength uh, is really his 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 thing. I mean, he definitely can pull in a hook, but yeah, no, he's when he pulls in a hook, it's normally outside. He never never really comes in with the press, and he's you know obviously he's gonna he's gonna have to do that with Michael Todd. That's really the only way. It's proven way to beat him i mean if you yeah. try to pull him outside hook or top roll yeah you're gonna you're gonna run out of gas so yeah yeah that's it that, that that's the main reason for me while i i just can't get past michael todd is as strong as marcio is i think marcio would have no dramas taking control of the center of the table if, if michael was to try to fight him there but but I, I i just can't see the technical finish I don't, i've never seen that part of marcio's game so i don't i don't know how he's gonna finish michael todd that's the that's, that's right the problem right yeah but but we've never seen Marcio this big and like I said supposedly that strong and he he didn't have a chance to really prove it against Matt Matt took him you know horribly out of position but yeah. um, he looks he looks like he he could press with the best of them so maybe he'll maybe we'll see something from him yeah well that'd be that'd be amazing if he did well Jerry of course um, showed us how to beat Michael Todd but it, it looks like it's a painful process. Um, yeah, well, that's, Jerry, Jerry's the only one that can beat Michael Todd like that from beginning to end to stick there and stay there like that. I mean, yeah. typically most other arm wrestlers would have to pull outside, you know, get him down to 50, 60 percent strength and then commit to the shoulder roll and, you know, get get a fresh part of your arm sitting on him for a bit. Um, yeah. yeah, what what Jerry Cataret did is only for Jerry Cataret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um We've, we've got one more match, but I'm going to skip over it because we're going to get this man on the line very shortly. So there is, of course, Glenn Bankston v. Justin Bishop as well. So we're going to skip this one because we're going to talk to Justin very soon uh, before we give our prediction. But the main event, I know we've covered this many times, but let's cover it one more time before the event. Um, Devin Larratt, Matt Mask. This is the big match that everyone wants to see. Um, has, has anything changed on the way you see this going compared to what we've seen in the last few weeks? Well, you know, the mental warfare has increased a couple notches right now. We got <laughs> yeah. we got sick polar bears, and I, I really don't know what that was all about. I, I see the com- I see the comments of people, you know, being disgusted by you yeah. know, poor poor bear. I, I, really, that's what it was about. The, the uh, you know, an old yeah. an old bear scrounging for food. But that's yeah, it. no, I don't, like I said, I really don't know who's right in Devin's stuff. But yeah, if if if. Uh, if that works, uh, poor Matt. You know, he's he's at a big mental disadvantage now because yeah. all the, well, the crap I, I that's been going on. On the whole mental warfare thing that's going on, clearly, clearly that is being ramped up to, like you said, to crazy levels. And you know what? I think that's a that's a sign of of Devin hiding his fear in this match. I think that physically, Devin knows that Matt Mask is ready to beat him. I think that it's right. it's time. He can feel it. Last year, he just beat him. I think. I think he is terrified deep down of Matt, and so he is doing his absolute best to convince himself and Matt that it's going the other way. What's your opinion? Is it fueling Matt? Is it going to make him more outraged and and build more fire in him to to, to shut him down? I don't know. It just depends on how Matt reacts to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is the right play from Devin. I mean, I think Devin has to do this. Like, I think if if Matt Mask is composed and, and ready, he wins but if Matt Mask is doubting himself then he loses so 
Devon is going all in on this psychological warfare. All right. And right. Yeah. So, uh, but but Matt Mask has Matt Mask said that he's going into he's going off grid. He's up in Red Deer. He reckons he's got no internet and he's just hiding from it all. So, um, so right. that I guess is a sign that shows that he's taking it seriously, but also that he's nervous that he knows that Devon's going to come at him with this psychological warfare. And right. I reckon that well, I reckon that, that temptation must be there for Matt to look on the internet right. and see all this as well. Yeah, and this is this is such a big map, obviously for both of them, and more so for Matt. But um, I just hope I just hope that he is mentally prepared and can stay calm and know how to make himself come in, you know, the best he can be as far as yeah. you know, just rest and, and mental rest. And now, I mean, you, yeah. you can get you can get caught up into the, the hype and stuff and be arm wrestling and, and training, you know, five four or five days out, a week out, and, it, and it's just counterproductive. And I, I surely hope that he's not uh, he's not doing that, and he's going to yeah. take uh, plenty of t- plenty of rest and be prepared well. Absolutely, because he, uh, he it's it's there for him to take. I think it's his to lose as well. I know that the the polls I've seen opinion polls out there that have uh, Devon at uh, I think uh, last saw 82% of people voting that Devon's going to win, but um, I, th- I I don't think that's the case. And I, as I've heard you say before, the blueprint for beating Devon, strong top roll followed by a good committed press is, um, and he will get it. But can he can he be brave enough to go there? Right. We don't we don't really ever see that from Matt. So I don't know if he possesses it. And, and, you know, let's face it. I mean, he's he's not really built for that type of a move. He's so lanky. So it, he, it might not even be possible. I mean, it might be the wrong advice for him. But I mean, to, well, I, to me, that's I, the only one. Cause I think I think it's it's like when I've envisaged it in my mind, I see Matt Mask's big top roll night. He's going to take Devin's hand off the hip. There's no doubting that he's going to get over the top. And it, if instead of carrying through trying to pin all the way with the top roll just if he just kills his top roll 15 20% earlier than he normally would and instead of following through on the top roll just just stands up and presses and just backs mm-hmm. it i think it's mm-hmm. i think it'll be i think it'll be quick wins if he does that and it's it's got to be an awkward position though he's got to still maintain that hand so it's got to be kind yeah. of a flipped wrist and then come in with the press and it's it's a tricky thing to train to do that i mean it's it's not yeah. natural yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's going to be an amazing match. I'm sticking with my 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 prediction. I'm going three 0 Matt Mask. Um, in this Matt. Game. Yeah. Yeah. No. If, if I, you know, I'd like to see Matt win, but to be honest, if I was really betting my own money, I, you know, you can't bet against Evan for sure. Yeah. I mean, well, he's, he's definitely. 17 years of dominance, as he as he reminded yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. And and, and, pl- and plus he's he stepped he's obviously stepped his game up. I mean he's he's you know just. You know, he's getting ready for Saplinkov, so he's he's yeah. a big, strong, confident, cocky, you know, bolsterous Devin, and that's that's a scary Devin. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Alrighty, well let's let's talk about the um, the other match. Let's get um, Justin Bishop on the line to hear about his match with Glenn, Glenn Bankston. All right. All right, Justin Bishop, you there? <laughs> What's up, bro? Hey, Bama Bull, doing well, man. How are you? Hot man, just got <laughs> off. What's what's the temp- hot. What's the temperature over there, man? Uh, not sure. Probably 95, 96. There you go. I'm not you sure go. what that is in Celsius, but it's probably about the same humidity too. So it's yeah. like the Amazon. <laughs> uh, just you don't know what hot is, Justin. 
we, we were like 100. We were 117 yesterday, and I think 115 today. So. Oh wow. With 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 a lot of humidity too. So. Good stuff. Yeah. Just. Oh, you get that there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. In August we do. We got the monsoons coming through. So. Awesome stuff. Right on. Justin Bishop, you are a man that is very busy at the moment in the arm wrestling world. Obviously, WAL, you've had you've had you've had two matches to date in the WAL. You you dominated Quinlan Mendes, um, and then Storm Cholino uh, returned serve and got you back three uh, 0 And then now Glenn Bengston on the cards. How how is WAL sitting for you at the moment? How are you feeling after those two matches? And where are you at going into this next match? Uh, I mean, I'm just doing a bunch of rehab right now, trying to work all the soreness out. I'm going to go get a massage uh, probably tomorrow if I can. Probably try to get a couple of those. But, I mean, they got got me busy. I mean, I don't have time to really train heavy, you know, like I would like to. But, you know, I like to get on the table. I I like to keep my technique fresh. And I hadn't been on the table much trying to you know, make sure my tendons at a hundred percent. I hadn't been feeling that hot in my bicep tendon, but you know, everything else stronger than it's ever been, you know, my shoulders, my back, my lats, but it's just hard to get any of that going in, in the match with storm. I wasn't, wasn't real happy with the starts and stuff. I mean, the first one was okay, but I don't know. You win some, you lose some. No, no major injuries though. I mean, you're just just sore, nah. pulling hard, right? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. Well, I like those, to be on the table of, though. To... Go ahead. With those kind of matches, I mentally you're sharp, and you, I mean, you've you've got the experience now, and you know you're getting kind of probably a little bit better feel for the WAL referees and the setup and the hype and. Yeah, I mean, you know, all of that's pretty. Yeah, I did seem a little more calm with everything like that. But, and I was trying to do that with the ref. I've, I've gotten pretty used to bar at refing, you know. But, but, I mean, I don't know. He was, he was setting up pretty far back. I just didn't ever felt comfortable. Yeah. And didn't yeah, know, didn't know, didn't know a good counter. I guess I don't know. Yeah, well, he's got a tall arm. It's hard to deal with for sure. But. And it seemed like my hand blew up so much after it cracked that yeah. I wasn't confident in my top roll anymore. Yeah, you know I've noticed that with a, uh, I noticed that with a few great players, uh, with uh, even uh, Jordan Sill with uh, RBJ. I mean, once he got his hand cracked, you know, you think an experienced puller like that would just let it go, but you got you know arm wrestlers just don't ever give up, and they will continue to fight and pull from just you know horrible positions, and it it just destroys themselves, for, you know, for the you know, final matches, the other matches. Justin, I'd love well, to. Kind of hard. Sorry, yeah, you go, you go, Justin. Go ahead. No, you, you, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna say, um, I, I felt exactly pretty much what what John said, but I've screwed up and beat him like that four different times. All and, right. Uh, you know, I was kind of counting on him at the bottom to fall away from his arm a bit, like he normally does. Mm-hmm. And I can just drag him back, but uh, he he never he never done that. He corrected it from the last time, so. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Justin, interestingly, I'd I'd love to to know. Um, you you you're someone who with a very dominant top role as your as your style. You're coming up against Glenn Bengston from Sweden, who 
is similar to yourself. He he's he's got a strong top role. Um, he's obviously done well representing Sweden at, at at WAF World Championships, and he's been in the WAL and finished in the I think the top top four. Um, are, are you planning on taking him up top, or is there an inside game you're ready to, to force on him if if he's slightly taller than you, which I think he is? Um, what's the plan for Glenn? Um, you know, I've actually just started watching video on him, to be honest. Yep. I try not to jump ahead of myself. And, uh, you know, I've been studying Storm for the past, you know, five weeks. So, but I've noticed he, he's, sim- you know, he looks pretty strong in his arm too. But I'm hoping he just wants to go inside, you know. I don't I don't want to get in a big top row battle with him, being that he has a longer arm. But... I'm not sure. I mean, I like to get up there and fill it out, you know, feel what they're giving me in the setup, and I like to keep my options open, but he, right. he seems pretty well-rounded. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's not really right. the answer you were looking for, I'm sure, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good. I just... That's all do, do you feel do you, do you feel do you feel there's an advantage with the straps, uh, Justin? I mean, I mean, if you're on the good side, will you let it go the distance to to get the straps right away? And then maybe the first match, you try to, try to equalize that what, hand. That's what I was trying to do with Storm every time. You know, I was just trying to burn the clock. But I noticed the first, the very first one, it went like 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wouldn't give I wouldn't give him a ton of pressure. To, you know, at any point really. But, yeah, definitely I'll probably go to the strap because, to be honest, from watching how he pulls and stuff, I believe if I get him slightly past his shoulder on the go that I'll have too much arm for him if I got a good hand position. Right, right. But, I mean, the last guy I faced that was similar to his build was Danny. Yeah. And... I don't know that he pulls like Danny, though. You yeah, know? definitely, definitely pulls but, different to Danny, um, for sure. But, but um, I, I think your wrist, to me, it's your wrist, uh, and given that you've got the shorter arm, you'll be able to have that slightly more vertical uh, angle on the wrist. And I think that if kind of what you did to Quinlan Mendes is it, we could see that happen against Glenn Bankston. I, I don't think you want to let him get away and. And um, well, I think he, I think if he gets over the top of your hand, he's got a very vicious finish from there. So, but um, I'd love to see it in a hook as well. If you can force a hook, I think it's yours for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've been feeling really good there. My drag's stronger than it's ever been, you know, and that's usually where I had trouble was finishing. So, but uh, I, I was uh, watching one earlier with him. I think it was at um, one of Neil's events. But he, he, had, he had a good low hand setup, you know, so we'll see. Yeah, awesome. But, well, just, well, don't don't fall in the... Okay, go ahead, Ryan. No, no, you go, John, you go. Oh, I was just saying, just don't fall in the trap of chasing him. You know, don't let him just dump his wrist and, and yeah. try to control that way. Just keep your hand, hand high, and if he goes away, he goes away. Yeah. And then you, you get the strap. Yeah, that's uh, what I got done, you know. Obviously, what I was trying to do was storm... And uh, one thing I didn't like, though, is they kept, he kept saying we had to come back to me. And he kept wanting me to slide my elbow back. But Storm's sitting here with like two inches in front of his elbow. And I explained to him, I I don't understand why he can't come to me. And anyway. Or bring him down down to a little bit better angle by bringing his bringing his elbow back on the path, right? The refereeing seemed really good. I I know there's a few complaints. I mean, the guy was definitely very strict and, um, 
seemed to, you know, not take any crap from anybody and pretty much set it up the way he wanted it set up. So yeah. uh, I give him give him yeah. credit for you know sticking to his guns like that. And, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I yeah, think definitely. It, and I mean, I wasn't trying to make it a, a, you know, a shit show to watch, so to speak, at the first 45 seconds. I was just trying to get to the strap, yeah. you know. Right. I mean, a lot of times I just ask them. I don't know why I didn't right. ask Storm, but, yeah, you know. I think the right. refereeing yeah, was good but... as well. I think the refereeing, it was just that the, it was different. I think, like you said before, Justin, everyone's been kind of used to Bart, and so a different referee it was kind of throwing a few people off balance, I think. But, um, yeah, I thought the refereeing was pretty on point as well. well yeah, I mean, plus it's really tough, Ryan, with that. I mean, we're used to the, the a little bit of a load, a little bit of comfortable, you know, setup on your own, and this WAL thing of placing your hands down, you know, at the yeah. same time is just a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that that was one of the things I was complaining about too. Is you know he said keep your elbow down. I said well he's pulling my arm up. I don't want to you know I don't want him <laughs> to pull on my arm. Yeah. And I never I don't know I was getting very frustrated. I took me out of my element a little bit. All right. But you know I'll I'll learn from it. Hopefully. Well, Justin, anyway, I think you're doing incredibly well in the WAL, my very entertaining matches as always. So, uh, mate, I want to ask, have you got a tip for the main event at WAL 405 with uh, Devin Larratt and Matt Mask? Who, who are you backing? Uh, you know I want to go with Matt. I mean, that's who I want to go with. Yeah, I'm I with mean, you. It's hard, to deny, it's hard to deny Devin right now what he's doing. But, I mean... I think I, I think Matt can pull off a win though. I don't think it'll be, you know, I don't think he'll go out three zero. Yeah, awesome but, stuff. I mean, Matt looked really strong against uh, Barbosa though. How many people have you seen do that to Barbosa? Exactly, exactly. He's I think uh, uh, it's it's all psychological I think Barbosa warfare. Barbosa weighed like yeah, and that's Barbosa at like a good two forty, two fifty. Yeah, that's it. Right. Todd Hutchins told me that he's never felt Marcio that strong ever. So they bowled him a couple weeks before that. So yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, he, he was told me for sure. same thing, and that's what I was thinking. I picked Mauricio, uh, Marcio for that, and I was quite wrong. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the hand, you know, he can he can be the strongest man in the world. If you don't have that hand to go along with it, you're gonna lose. Yeah. That's... Yeah, and I thought I thought Matt uh, gave it to him at the end there, but. You know, he fired back on the th- uh, last match. <clears throat> all right. All good stuff, Justin. Well, uh, best of luck with WAL405. We will all be watching, mates, and uh, thank you for joining us on the show. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. Take care. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Awesome stuff. Well, there we go, John. Um, Justin Bishop sounding like he's um, he's pretty balanced, pretty confident going into his game uh, with, with Glenn Bengston. He, he, I think he he's sol- he knows where he's solid and knows where he's not. So, um, what yeah. are you what are you thinking for this match? No, uh, yeah, no, I think I think this is a this is a automatic. I mean, if you're a gambling man, this is probably the match to bet on. I, I, I you know I bet on Justin for sure on this one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think as well, yeah, Glenn Bengston, the taller athlete, but Justin Bishop, I think, has the wrist to handle the start. And if it's in straps and, and Justin is able to maintain his wrist, he'll, he'll definitely have the control for sure. Right. Awesome stuff. Alrighty, well, let's get... How... Sorry, yeah, you go. I was going to ask, how old is the kid from Sweden? Um, I think from Sweden, Glenn is probably a very similar age to Justin. I think they're both late 20s. Um, Justin, Justin might be oh, really? just short of 30, I think, so... Yeah. Uh, okay. 
Yeah, they're, they're both similar uh, similar amount of time in the sport as well. So, um, yeah, could go either way, but uh, should be a good match. It'll be a good match for sure. All right, well, let's get head on to the next uh, segment. All right, so a new segment that we've got today. Uh, we have got a training tip segment. So throughout the week, we've had a number of people uh, send us in some comments and some requests for training tips. So very, very uh, special segment here. We're going to cut away and... Um, we're going to have a look at some training tips. Today, we're going to discuss the top roll uh, with John Brzezink. All right, John Brzezink here in my 120 degree hot Arizona garage. I'm going to go over a couple uh, techniques. Uh, Ryan uh, talked about doing some training for top rolling. Uh, as most of you know, most of my training uh, was on the arm wrestling table. Uh, didn't do a whole lot of weights, so uh, it would consist of pulling different arms um, in the you know, different techniques uh, and for top rolling um, there's two ways to, to uh, perform a top roll there is the uh, the posting style top roll keeping the knuckles high this particularly works well for guys that don't have a really wide a strong hand um, or a, a taller physique uh, the shorter arms um, smaller hands are going to want to protect their hand and wrist by keeping their knuckles high and using the front of their arm to pull back as hard as they can. Uh, this is the posting style top row. Knuckles high, posting, bicep, front of your arm maintains that, that hand and wrist. If you're a taller individual, longer hand, bigger hand, um, you're going to do a different top roll. That uh, normally there's a, a, a cobra style top roll where you can actually roll, control the hand, the back of their hand, and then roll with your thumb into their palm. Um, and this works definitely well if you're arm wrestling against a shorter individual. You can just basically run away and get your hand on top of their hand, forcing them to either post or or commit to a hook and chase you. Uh, so. Cobra style top roll, posting style top roll. Both create a leverage advantage. Alrighty, so play of the daytime, uh, John. I have to. I saw something very interesting uh, on YouTube just the other day, and uh, it is my play of the day. It is a throwback to you uh, on the David Letterman show. Uh, you and Marcio and Travis, and um, I can't remember who else was there, but right. what was it like being on the David Letterman show? Oh, it was cool. Um, we didn't actually get to go on set. We were uh, in the uh, the Letterman's uh, little deli that was down the street that he used to like to do segments in. Um, so, uh, yep. but yeah, that no, was cool. It was kind of a last minute deal. Uh, Dave DeVoto called probably two weeks out saying, hey, we've been invited to do a little you know thing on Letterman. Um, to be honest, I really was like, oh, I really don't want to go. It's I was having uh, some some serious elbow issues and um, just wasn't really yeah. in the mood at all to be to be arm wrestling. But um, you know, once in a lifetime deal, and he's you know he says, oh, we're never gonna get probably get this again. I mean, it's something you probably want to do, and so uh, we did it. We had fun. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think you 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 pulled Marcio in a casual match, and and it looked like uh, like like. Marcio set the hook. I think you're obviously trying to show, give a demonstration of what arm wrestling is like, and you end up. I can see that elbow pain in it now that I know because. Yeah. Um, I think I think you can you conceded to Marcio in the end, and it didn't look it didn't look too. Yeah. No. Why? Well, I, I never want to lose, but I, I I really wasn't going into it awful serious. I, I think it was like a four four way, right? It was Travis and uh, Eric Wolfell and yeah, then Marcio uh, and myself. So yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. So no. Um, I, 
And that was the quietest I've ever seen Travis too. He was standing there very politely in the back. Yeah, those are, those were his younger days when he wasn't so uh, boisterous. But yeah, no, uh, great, great, great experience. I got a T-shirt out of it. Um, never got a chance to meet David on that segment, but um, yeah, I was happy happy to do it. It was fun. Uh, awesome stuff. Well, that is the play of the day uh, for this week and uh, throwback to David Letterman days. Awesome stuff. All right, John Will, thank you very much for joining me on the show today. As always, um, it's it's awesome to hear your insights on all these different things that are going on. And uh, can't wait. WL4 or 5, only a couple of days away now, I think. Really? A couple of days? Boy, they're coming on quick. Oh, I, just... I, I like. A couple, couple, <laughs> couple of weeks. Let's Probably just go with that. <laughs> yeah, boy. They, they are working hard. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, you know. It seems like every, what, three weeks, four weeks? What are they on schedule for? Every month? Yeah. 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 Amazing. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And 406, 406 isn't far away where we've got those rumors coming out about Krasimir Kostadino potentially getting involved. Uh, I don't know. It would be amazing. I, who but... started that rumor? I started that rumor. I, I have no idea who yeah. it is. <laughs> so don't, don't, don't everybody be upset that it's not Krasimir if it, if it turns out to be Pushkar or somebody else. I, 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 honestly, have, yeah, I yeah. honestly have no idea who it is. I just threw his name out. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, that's who I reckon it might be too. But uh, either way, WAL is kicking ass at the moment, and it's going to be good to say. Are you going to make Are you going to make the trip up to to WL four hundred five? I probably won't. As close as LA is, um, yeah, no, I probably won't. Um, I, I enjoy watching it on my little phone. It's it's uh, the programming's been yeah. great, and I hope they continue to get better. I don't know how they're going to make it better. It's it's pretty damn good right now. So continue to yeah, do awesome. do what they're doing. Well, that one's happening. Uh, WL is happening on August 9th, so make sure you download the BR Live app and um, check it out. But awesome, John. Thank you very much. All right, Ryan. We'll see you next week. All right. Take care. See you guys.